and welcome back to season four of the Uncertainties, the podcast for 20-somethings who don't quite have their shit together yet. I cannot believe that we are on our fourth season. To anyone who has listened and supported the podcast, thank you so much. It honestly means a lot to me. And I hope that this season doesn't disappoint because we have some amazing guests lined up. If you are a fan of the episode and you have 30 seconds to spare, it would mean so much to me if you could rate or review wherever you listen to your podcast as it helps new listeners to discover it. So thank you again. And without further ado, I hope you enjoy. Today's guest was born to a jazz drummer dad and a music-obsessed family, where he was inspired by artists from Stevie Wonder to Rage Against the Machine. He moved to London at the age of 20 to focus on writing and producing music, where he began curating his musical influences, including Sampha, Dromiroquai, Tame Impala and N.E.R.D., amongst others. Bartlett's twisted, honest songwriting, coupled with his funky instrumentation, forms the sound of Dandelion. His debut EP, Better Man, demonstrated his ability to modernise and transcend the alt-pop genre, with Notion calling him the soul and sound to watch in 2020. As a producer, he has an impressive writing and production CV that includes the likes of Little Mix, Salen, Punctual, Zylo and Feder. Now, in 2022, with over 100,000 monthly streams on Spotify, Dan has certainly captivated a huge audience with his innovative and fearless genre-bending material. His motto is to be the smallest fish in the biggest pond, which shows an earnest willingness to constantly finesse and relearn his craft, and it's clear that he's only just getting started. Dan Bartlett, aka Dandelion, welcome to the podcast. Wow. Thanks for having me, guys. It is a pleasure... (laughs) Did you like Fader? Fader. He Was would appreciate good? that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much. Fader. Okay. I really, I actually, I said I wasn't going to go for it, but I actually did. Well, it's quite fitting as we're drinking this uh, French rosé, right? Cote de Provence. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah so, we're being incredibly cultured, actually. Maybe by the end of it, we'll just be speaking in French. That usually happens after a glass of wine for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. Does that not happen some, with you? Yeah. Some sort of French. <laughs> maybe not the actual language, but... <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Can't wait. Um, this is so exciting. Thanks and thank you me. also for being in a, essentially a black box on a very hot Friday oh, evening. Oh, this is where I'd much rather be. <laughs> I, I, I be did think else. it. I felt really bad as I was like walking through the streets of Soho. Like, this is just so lovely. The sun beaming on my skin. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm about to spend three hours in, in a oh, very, no, very me, dark room. I'm used to it. I'm mostly in a studio the whole time. I guess, time, yeah. So is this like, giving you studio vibes? Pretty much, yeah. I mean, yeah, we've got a mic. Yeah. <laughs> So that's yeah, it. That's all I you guess, need. Yeah, and it's. And if it's anyone was wondering yeah. what's in a studio, <laughs> got a mic. That's where you start. If you don't yeah. have a mic, how are you going to record pretty, anything? Right? You're pretty knackered if you don't have. Yeah. 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 Okay. Do dance. God, we're going to get so many great like little bits of intel from you. Well, maybe. <laughs> Industry secrets. Yeah, yeah. Top tips. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Very, very exciting. Um, but this is just so crazy because I haven't seen you for like, I want to say maybe seven or eight years. Has it's it been, been a while. That long? And Where's the time gone? Honestly, you don't Crazy. look you don't look any older. You haven't you aged a day. Fantastic. The skin uh, is working. Still still waiting for yeah. Sorry, How about me? Sorry, you too. Okay, Paris. thanks. You're like, you look fucking old <laughs> as shit. You look like you've been through some stuff. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> no, you look great. Oh thanks, thanks. I mean it feels a bit less genuine now that I've had to get that out. No, 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 you but didn't no, have to fine. get it out of me. I was just, you know. 
It's all good. Go it's all good. No, it's no, it's really, really interesting. I know that you said that um, your first memory of music was when you were around four or five years old, bashing pots and pans with your dad. I or did your say that. Parents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and finding your rhythm and kind of figuring out that you had some musicality in you. But I was wondering, when was that moment that? you started you know singing or picked up a guitar and really thought okay i've got i've got some talent i've well, got something here well i don't know about that but i was always i always remember being a bit of a show off like i'd always like to like run around the house like screaming like singing like taking my clothes off and like <laughs> mum and dad was just like okay whatever that's obviously what he wants to do you know, look at it. <laughs> it. But then he'll, it he'll grow out of it yeah. 20 years later <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 i still am taking my clothes off and singing um yeah so i mean it started off as like I wanted to get into acting because I right. thought that was what that was what I dreamed of doing. So I was like, mm. you know, okay. So I so I did some stuff in when I was like eight. I was in like a theatre show, and then like then I went on to doing some TV stuff. And I was like really young, and like I was on Blue Peter, and I did like all these like things as a kid. No way! Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't and know I, that. What's Blue Peter like? Well, Blue Peter, I did this thing because uh, that actually, must be like the golden age of Blue Peter. Like it who, was who, who was who was on it. I can't remember. I can't remember their names, but it was the iconic. Yeah, because like, that's ones. pretty sick. It was great. I got a blue Peter badge. I oh lost it, God, and then stop. I found it again. It was the best day of my life. I can imagine. Um, because oh. it can get you into anywhere. I think it can get you like free flights. You know, no, I can't. It can't. But... I would love if that was. <laughs> yeah, true. yeah. You just walk into any shop, flash the badge, and, and like, they go, oh, "Have the Lambo." Honestly, please take it. I actually beg of you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yes, yeah, so I did. I I got into acting, and I realised that I was terrible acting so <laughs> so i thought okay i've got, okay. To start, I've got to somehow transition this that's and quite then, good self-awareness as a child to be fair yeah because i don't think i i mean i'm you know i'm 27 i don't think i've reached that right, right. realization so yeah well done <laughs> and you. you never will because you are extremely talented oh yeah keep going incredible at what you do yeah yeah yep yeah, yeah i'm just gonna like what i'm gonna do is i'm actually gonna edit all of the nice things that you say yeah yeah it'll be a long that. it'll be a long one by the oh, end of this can't wait can't yeah. wait um <laughs> Yeah, so then, uh, so yeah, so it was acting, and then I joined a band when right. I was about 11 years old. Okay. With uh, Henry and Ed, who you know. I do know them, yes. And we, Shout out. We started, we started a band, <laughs> and we were, well, I actually joined them. I joined their band, because they had like this little kid band, and oh, I, nice. I wanted to play guitar. Picked up the guitar, and I was kind of like, couldn't, couldn't put it down. And I then met these two kids, and I was like, oh, my God, I want to be in this band. That's cool. So then music just kind of took over. And yeah. acting kind of like, I just sort of pushed that to the side because I felt like music, I could almost express myself more. You know, mm. as an actor, you, you play these roles and you read other people's scripts, but I could actually like write songs. Not that I had anything to talk about <laughs> at 11 years old. But, I would you know. love if you were deeply, deeply profound. At yeah, the age yeah, of yeah. 11, we, did, we, did, we did write some... Um, we did write some songs about like war and we wrote some songs about like it was like a like mixture a Bob Dylan. Yeah, it was a mixture of like political <laughs> statement from like these 10-year-olds. I mean to be fair, financial crisis of 2008, you're probably like what This is have it. Done yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Look what we've, we've done. Yeah. Um so yeah, uh yeah, so then then I was in a band. So that was that moment I think when I met these two guys who are still yeah. my best mates yeah 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 um, that's pretty big I, I met them and I was like I want to do music like mm. I feel like this is this is way more what I feel like I want to do and for quite from quite a young age you know I was like yeah I was like 10 or 11 so it was, um, I was quite lucky in that 
in that regard. Yeah, but like something just clicked and you're like, okay, this is me. Like this is yeah, where yeah. I feel the most comfortable. I had something yeah. that I was kind of, I was really like passionate about doing. That's really cool. Um, and, uh, and it kind of opened up the door to, you know, because my first concert was S Club 7, right? Love which that was great. View. Which I was great. Love that. View. It was amazing. It was amazing. It was I would like, have loved to have seen them. It was unreal. Now, but just and then S Club um, Juniors. Juniors were supporting them, so it's oh, kind of like you got the whole thing. It was like, oh my god, what's going on? It's crazy. Yeah. So that was my first ever gig, and then, then when I got into this band, it was more rock and roll. So I kind of started listening to more, you know, um, Pink Floyd and Led Zeppelin and and Jimi Hendrix and that side of stuff. Um, so it kind of opened up this whole door of music that maybe I might have, you know, listened to or maybe not um, by getting into this band. So I think that was what was exciting about it. It was like just open to this. Yeah, like an, history an education. Of, of, yeah, 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 yeah. It really was. Yeah. yeah. Um, what was the first festival that you attended? Do you remember? Um, the first festival that I went to on my own was Reading Festival. Okay, nice. I mean, it's 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 a bit of a rite of passage, really. I mean, that's yeah. actually such a nice full circle moment, I guess. Then for you to now be back. Playing. Oh my god, absolutely. That's pretty wild. Yeah, it's yeah. you know, it was the first time that I was like went went to a place with all of my mates, and you know, we were yeah. we were just having a great time. So and and also because it feels I've been there like so many times now, you know, that it feels like now that we're going back, and but it's the other side of it, and I'm actually playing it it's, it's going to be a great time yeah it's so crazy how old were you when you first went to Reading Festival I think about it and I'm like I think I was 15 yeah I was 15 which is really That's way so, too young so young it's scarily young but then you know at that point it's like what else are you going to do of course you're going to go to a festival otherwise yeah. you're just going to be what on the swings in the park <laughs> on, the, on the bloody swings yeah. catch me on the swings give us a tinny and let me go and rock out <laughs> you know <laughs> do you remember do you remember who you saw? I guess you're you're a year older than me, so I'm thinking of who would have. I think it? It that year would have been a really good year. I think it was like Mumford and Sons and like Florence the Machine, but when they were like at the height of their. All I remember is seeing, uh, not all I remember, but the the most poignant thing I remember is watching Biffy Clyro come oh, out. Okay, yeah. when we collide, we come together. <laughs> and the the front, the lead guy, I don't know what his name is. Think, yeah, um, had these. Pink trout, like these pink trousers on. Love it. No top and yeah. just like dyed like blonde hair. And I was like, holy shit, this That's is cool. that is rock and roll. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so yeah, that was that was a cool moment. And I, and the sun was setting, and he just he just looked like this god. And I was like, oh, whoa, holy shit, this that is, is pretty cool. To be fair, yeah, that, that was a good moment. Are you for your reading outfit? This might be the insider scoop here. Pink trousers. <sighs> shit, you got me. You pink got trousers. I've done my head blonde. Yeah. Have you ever dyed your hair blonde? I can see that for you. No, but you know what? I am toying with it. I thought I thought about dyeing my hair like dark green at one point. I can, yeah, a bit like yeah, the Joker yeah, kind yeah. Of vibes, but um, that's cool. Yeah, I don't know. I I, I will do it at some point. Mm. Just I'm I'm almost a bit too scared to do it because you know, hair's hair. The luscious curls. So I remember you being in a band which I believe was called the Parades. Is that yeah. Right? So I was wondering, how old were you when you were in that band? And that was before you moved to London, is that right? Yeah, I must have been like 17. Okay, nice. Yeah, um, 17, 18. And then I moved to London and then I started getting into writing and production. I kind of left, left, the, left the band. Right. And how did you find the transition then from being in a band and writing collectively to then being alone and fight, like being a solo artist and 
I suppose that is always collaboration when it comes to making music, but I guess it's a different kind of collaboration. Yeah. Well, I think I went into more of, you know, writing and uh, producing for other people. So it's kind of, I was still collaborating the whole time. Yeah. And it didn't really feel like a moment of like, oh, no, I'm, you know, now I'm on my own. Yeah, it was, crisis or it anything. It was, you yeah. know, I was, I've always been one to like love. I love collaboration. Mm. Collaboration is the most important thing, I think, for me. Um, you're able to, you know, create something out of nothing with someone and have that, you know, have that connection forever. So I feel like that's that's really important for me. So when I came out, you know, when I left the band, it just felt natural. It just mm. felt really easy to go. This is what you know. I can offer you. I want to. I want to help. Like bring the most out of you. You can bring the most out of me, and we can make some music together with whoever it was. You know. Um, so uh, yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad that. I'm glad. I'm. I don't ever regret any part of where I, where I've been and the journey that I've got to to get mm. it because it. You know, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing now. And, all we got right yeah and it's all like a learning process and it's formed the artist that you are yeah yeah now. totally so yeah that's cool so then you moved to london as you just mentioned and that's about like eight years ago and you're deciding to you know better yourself as a songwriter and a producer so i guess had you not really produced music properly before this point well i'd always i'd always um produced for like the band and you know I, that was that was my kind of role as well as singing it was to, to make the music mm. um so it kind of you know it felt it felt really easy to to then go right well this is what i want to do and i really i really became obsessed with production and 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 the forming of a, of a track and the forming of, of like you know recording vocals and i like really kind of got into a into a motion of just like trying to i never had like a games console when i was mm. a kid and i saw the production as like a game yeah you know i kind cool. of felt like it was like well i can do that to get to the next bit and get to the next level and so it was really fun, you know, I just saw it as like a game. Um, uh, what was the question? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even remember my own questions. I know, just the, so that, so yeah, so it sounds like actually you were always producing music, but the, you use that time in London to really, again, like finesse that and For really sure. explore it. Yeah. And it sounds like it in like a very like fun and playful way as well, which is cool. Definitely, definitely. Um, yeah. I, I, I guess it was like, uh, yeah, it just felt like it was, it was just really easy for me to just pick that up. Um, and I just enjoyed working with other people. So it's, uh, Yeah. Do you do everything, like what kind of tools do you use when you're producing music? We've got it's a hammer, such... okay. we've got a tape measure <laughs> yeah. to take the length of the vocal. Love it. No, um, I'm, I mean, m mostly, you know, if you've got a laptop and we've got, logic or ableton or whatever you're using and then a mic you're good to go really wow okay um some of the best music i've made or the or my favorite music is stuff where i'm not in a big studio and i'm just like on a bus or like i'm like you know on on a plane or like doing it at home or you know um yeah i think like when you've got less to make something like less tools to use your mm. kind of creativeness comes out a bit more you know? yeah i can definitely see that get the pots someone, and pans back out yeah like... someone actually said that the other day when they were like actually when someone gives you full creative freedom you feel a bit lost because you're like this is just endless i don't even know whereas it's you actually have almost more creativity when you're given some kind of parameters because you're like okay i've got you know something that i that needs to exist within these four walls or For i've sure. only got a microphone in this and then it allows you to be even more creative because yeah. you're like okay well what can i do with the limited stuff at my fingertips definitely which is quite cool yeah yeah i think it's it's the same as yeah writing music it's it's if you know what you're writing or if you've got the idea 
and you don't stray too far away from that it's it's way easier to get it than just go right let's just make whatever we want to make today man mm. <laughs> which does happen <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah, which yeah definitely yeah. happens <laughs> too many times um so you've moved to london you're kind of exploring songwriting and production and just kind of figuring it out and establishing yourself well it sounds like so you're actually more writing for other people so it feels like the heat is not really on you but at some point you kind of start to i guess start understanding and feeling your own groove and rhythm as like who you are and like what your voice is and as an artist and that's when you create dandelion which is is that right yeah i mean pretty much bang on it's like you've been by my side the whole time yeah i've Um, done some deep research here so no i i um yeah i started producing and um you know got into certain rooms with people and wrote some songs which were starting to get used and i was like this is a- this is an actual job i can do this yeah that's so cool. i never really had the artist thing in mind after leaving the bands i kind of thought you know i'm a producer now that's how i want to that's how i want to create music so i never really had the idea of creating um dandelion until i wrote you know because i write with other people but i also write music on my own mm. and i wrote this kind of collection of music these collection of songs that were just a bit too personal to take into you know a session with another artist or give an idea to someone else so i was kind of had this had this kind of body of music it was about four or five tracks which ended up being the first dp and i thought hang on a sec i think i can actually maybe do an artist project here mm. or at least release this music and just you know so that's when i came up with dandelion and um put it out and yeah it's it's i really I'm so glad that I did do it because I might I might never have done it really yeah. but I wrote these songs and I was like I'm actually saying something real here you know this is like honesty coming from me here because mm. it's easy to to write with other people and help them tell their story you know it's like it's way easier to get it out of them than it is to like get it out of yourself so when I wrote this when when I wrote these songs I was like okay there's actually something I want to say here you know um so yeah that's really interesting so where where do you think that line is then for you when it comes to like protecting your own music as opposed to like giving part of yourself to someone else mm. or another artist? Because well, it, seems, it. Yeah, that I, seems like a hard line to draw. I definitely try and you know I'm I, I definitely try and keep the two separate because mm. I never want to imprint on someone else's voice. You know that's what they want to say. I just I'm there to help, in, you know, enhance what they do. I've always seen it as that. Um, it's more like pulling instead of like pushing stuff out. Right, Whereas when yeah. my artist project and I'm working with other people on that or just on on my own, it's um you know it's it's a completely different thing. I write in a completely different way, really. Actually, funnily enough, it's uh it just becomes like I'm way more precious over what I'm saying and and how I'm delivering it. And what does that entail? Well, it's not a completely different process. I don't like <laughs> put my goggles on and like have like test tubes and shit. But like it's it's definitely I I separate the two. I always take more time over it you know I'm not too precious about um, getting a song done you know because when you're with someone and you're writing something together you're only in a you're only in the studio for a certain amount of time you know right, you can both yeah. be there but if I'm writing on my own and you know I really take time with it and make sure that I'm actually saying what I want to say mm. um, so yeah that's kind of okay. that's kind of a different that's that's the way I do it usually also I definitely start more songs on my own on the piano Ah, okay. Rather than like when I'm in a room with someone, it's probably we're starting on the computer and we're like, you know, running around and putting loads of stuff stuff down and getting the production there. Something I also wanted to know, because you speak about 
dandelion and um and you describe it as a bravado or even a character and i just find this like really really fascinating so i'm wondering like how important it is for you to almost like fragment these parts of yourself where it's like the musician versus the person that is just dan sure and how again like how you separate those parts of you for me it was just that i'm able to have this outlet which is just a way more uh you know extroverted version of myself yeah, like or introverted really okay you yeah, know yeah. dandelion the name was came from that it stemmed from you know there's this extroverted character which i try and portray you know which i portray when i'm out and and when i'm performing but there's also a side of me which you know i'm in a studio most of the time on my own so it's kind of like i definitely have this side of me which which is introverted um but yeah it's 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 de- it's like I feel like I could have more fun with it if I kind of see it as slightly something which isn't actually me. A bit removed, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But it's becoming more and more like they're kind of merging into into one. Yeah. I feel like I'm almost like just always wearing my my cape these days. (laughs) (laughs) I try and put my best self out there, you know, as as we all do. Um, And I think when I started it, I sort of saw it as like a project that I was working on. So Dandelion was this thing and I was also a producer and a writer, but now everything just kind of meshes together now and I'm, I, I, I kind of use my, my name is Dandelion. Mm. You know, I might as well get it like legally changed at this point. Fair. <laughs> I mean, because yeah, obviously I did mention your very impressive production CV. So can you talk a little bit about what it's like to, are you, are you literally in the studio with all of those individual artists? So for example, I don't know, Little Mix. I yeah. might or may not be a fan of Little Mix. Um, what exactly was that experience like? <laughs> Everything's different. Everything's different. That that was uh, an album um, about four years ago. And we, okay. we worked on this one track. Um, there was just me and a couple of other writers and they needed one more track and we wrote this track and then we got the girls in and, and they just smashed the vocals and it was like oh my god this is exactly what and everyone was just like this is the last song of the record basically right okay. so that was really fun it was like really fast and it kind of came out of nowhere um but you know there's been other there's been other you know i've worked with a ton of people and and there's a lot of people that we'd be working in the room together and we'd have a couple of days and it's and it's great um and then some other tracks i'm just working on you know, I did I did some um, some production for a Tom Grennan record last year, but didn't we weren't in the room together, you know. So it, it completely depends on on who I'm working with. Yeah, that's really interesting. Um, but yeah, that was fun. That that little mix one. Yeah, sure. that, that sounds good. really cool. They're so talented, those guys. They are unreal. So you speak about your and you mentioned in past interviews that you want your music to define and transcend um, genre. I think it's just things that made me feel good you know like it's not necessarily that i'm trying to sound like those those artists it's just that feeling that i got when i listened to them Mm. i want my music to give that feeling to people you know like the first time i heard nerd i was like oh my god this absolutely slaps and i wanted my my beats to sound like that so you Mm. know i really you know I, i i try and have beat driven music which like really it's that kind of has has that hip-hop edge but also is you know a bit more live and a bit more that funky kind of jamiroquai thing and then try and lay whatever kind of vocal i do over the top of it and 
yeah, it's all it's all just very. Uh, I don't try and overthink it. It's just stuff that I've heard and that's like with within me that which makes me want to move basically. Mm. When you're writing, are you like imagining what it's going to sound like live, or how how you would rework it for yeah, a live audience? A hundred percent. Because I think yeah, for you know, especially for for my music, I feel like people get it the most when they when they see me live. You know, because I can you bringing it to life basically. Mm. Um, so yeah, every every time I'm I'm playing a song, it's like okay, what's where's that? Where would that be sitting with with the drums and the bass, and how would that be making people move in a show? And almost, you know, I'm like, I always think if I was playing a show right now, what song am I missing from that set? Like what what moment I'm missing? And I and then I try and write that song, you know. Ah, okay, that's um, really interesting. Because it's all flow, you know. Even if you're working on a record or an EP or or p- putting a set together you've got the, f- the flow is everything you know the artists that I've always fallen in love with are from albums which I just can't stop playing mm. and every time I play it, I've got a different favourite song yeah. you know? and I want that to be you know when I put out a project that's what I want people to to be able to get lost in it you know of course everyone's got their favourite songs or whatever but it's it's really nice to have um, a moment of time because I see music as an escape you know from from reality and if you're able to have like half an hour of escape opposed to like three and a half minutes Mm. then it's better than you know it's better than that so let's talk a little bit about london and being in london you've been here for eight years yeah like seven or eight years yeah it's pretty crazy that's actually making me feel quite old (laughs) (laughs) like wow that's a long time um but you've discussed how long have you been here for i mean to be fair mine's yeah like six seven years right Yeah, yeah so i wasn't i wasn't too far behind you um, but you have discussed how much you love London. You love its kind of collective buzzing energy. I mean, we're talking in the heart of Soho at the moment, which I feel like is just, yeah, a buzzy, buzzy, buzzy place to be. Um, do you do you find that that kind of energy really helps you when it comes to songwriting? I think so. I, I, I know so, you know, especially being in the, you know, I've got my studio. I've had it for, you know, four or five years now. And I feel like I just... I'm able to um, feel at home when I'm in London, you know? And that's when I think the most stuff comes out. Every day, I'm so inspired by the city. Like, it's just, it's an amazing place to be. People are great. You know, there's, there's like you're saying, there's so much going on, you know? There's mm. so much energy which I can feed off. Um, yeah, I, I feel like I want to be in a place that inspires me. And London just inspires me every day. But do you yeah like do you have those days i just think do you crumble in those days where you like have to show up in a studio and like have to be creative because to me that's like the thing that i would find the most crippling is being like okay today i've just got to bring it out the yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. bag no, and it's, it's like it's... what if you just don't have that inspiration that day i find it so important to to when that's happening is to just forget about it like right. it's, you're not you're never going to be able to force it and create it f- forced you know, forced creativity is just the worst. You just come out with the worst, the worst stuff. I think if you overthink things too much, you know, if, if and it's hard, because obviously sometimes you're putting a couple of days with someone and you just don't come up with anything. Mm. You know, you, you both know, you know, we can write a song, we, we can both write a song, a great song together, or just not on, on our own, day. but just the, for whatever reason, yeah, the, the magic doesn't come. Yeah. And it's totally fine. 
Like, it's really? totally fine. Okay, so you just find the peace in that, because I think I would find that quite crippling. Well, I think I used to I used to get really annoyed if I couldn't, couldn't write couldn't a song. Couldn't get it, or, yeah. But that just makes it even worse, you know. Yeah. I think over time, I've realised that you're never going to write your best stuff if you're trying to write your best stuff. If if you're if you're just not thinking about it and just letting the subconscious do its thing, and if it comes, it comes. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Eventually, it will. That's what the tap thing is for me. It's like mm. just keep it turned on, and you get through the, all the shitty water, and, and then it will, it will run clean. Yeah, Evian clean, baby. <laughs> With some ice in the glass. This podcast is sponsored by Evian. <laughs> there uh, are other <laughs> uh, water companies available. <laughs> No, I think that's really interesting. I also have like uh, heard people talking about specific places where they find um, they, you know, like like you know, little bits of melody or like lines come to them where someone's like, "Oh, I seem to always be inspired when I'm driving," which is like the most annoying thing. Do you find yeah. that there's a particular, I don't know, place or time? Yeah, when I'm sleeping. Really it sucks because I can't remember it. Oh. <laughs> no. I have had a couple of times where I've where I've where I've been dreaming of a melody or really? or a song and it will And come then out. you have to wake up and like Well do I've only I've only thing. managed to I've only managed to capture it once. Like I woke up and I immediately sang the melody and I and I've released the song actually. Um it's a song called Impressions. Oh. Um but uh but yeah, Impressions, is it? I can't even remember the song. <laughs> <laughs> it might be that one, maybe it's not. So what is your entry point to a song? Like, it, do you find that you... Are you writing the, the lyrics first? Or do you think of the melody and then add lyrics to it? Like, how, how, what is your process when it comes to building a song? It's completely different every time. Really? Honestly, yeah. So there's no, like, cookie cutter, like, okay, this is how I would do it every single time? No, no, no. I mean, you okay. know, there's, there's times where... I will just have chords and it's like, oh, this feels good. But then, you know, it needs to take time for a melody to come and then lyrics. Or it might be uh, a, a concept, which I've got this kind of like, oh, that could be the chorus, you know. Oh, okay. And then I'll, then I'll fix it around that. Usually, I mean, it's it's easier for me to have like a something which I'm aiming for. So I'll usually write the chorus as soon as possible. Okay. The hook will come or, or, or the bit that I feel like people are going to sing along to. Yeah. That's the bit I go for first and then I'll craft everything else around that. Wow, um, okay. But, you know, it's completely different. Sometimes I'll start from the verse and the verse maybe will come. There's times where, you know, I'll just be playing. There's a song, um, Better Man, uh, which I released on the first EP that I was sitting at a piano um, and I literally wrote it in 10 minutes. Like wow. It was the quickest thing I've ever written. And it just kind of poured out, and I was playing the chords, and the melody instantly came. I actually, f I was filming at the time because I was trying to capture what I was doing. Mm. So I've got this whole like ten minutes of me working out the whole song. That's really cool. And then hearing it back now with like you know whatever it's got on it, like all the drums and all the orchestra parts, it's like it's really interesting to see where my head was at, like writing all those parts. Mm. Um, but it doesn't always happen like that, you know. It's it's completely different every time because effectively what 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 you're doing is pulling something out of thin air. Yeah. Really, you know, you could you can it's trial and error the whole time. Mm. When when I'm working with someone else or you know a few people in the room, everyone's got their own different ways of of you know doing things and their own different processes. So it's finding a part or finding a process process which matches everyone's. Yeah. And you're allowed to have this thing yeah. through, you know. But you you've been speaking a lot also about when you're writing music, you're always envisioning how it's gonna translate live. So what was that period like for you in COVID when 
everything was fucked and it was like okay oh shit we're actually not going to be performing live for a really long time and like one of the bits that you love the most is like completely taken from yeah you. i mean it was it was it was a bit jarring i think it, it was just having that moment to adapt in mm. the way that i was expecting it the, my music to be consumed or, or or to be heard you know because it, it happened just after you released your your first ep and then it was like oh i'm gonna be oh, no it's it? like yeah i released uh, a couple projects yeah and then we hit oh okay world shut down and then and then i actually released two more projects during the mm. whole time because i i never wanted to stop like i never wanted to just uh oh let's hold everything back yeah just because this is happening like i thought everyone else is you know keeping on going I, like why would i stop so um it was just it was just adapting to to um to the way in which i was making music you know because i because I, I collaborate with a load of people it's like i was on my own we were doing sessions with on zoom and like all these different ways of making music or sending yeah. back and forth and it was i i had i had fun with it because it was the only thing we could do yeah really. um but yeah what it, it was a moment i tend to i love to write music and imagine you know 20,000 people singing it back or whatever it is like people really united and and having this moment together but during that moment it was you know I was just I was almost writing music and imagining people just listening back to on on their on their laptops or whatever or zoom party yeah 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 exactly yeah (laughs) halfway through the quiz you're on mute yeah 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 yeah. we didn't hear the song it was on mute (laughs) fuck oh Um, here we go again you know you know the part of a zoom that beautiful moment at the end of a call where everyone's trying to find the end button and they're yeah. sort of Leave still meeting. smiling. <laughs> With like tears in their eyes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Leave and it's meeting. like, it was always like five seconds of oh, just... Oh, it's horrible. It's horror. actually, it is that, if I can imagine hell as a place, it would be that feeling Within a forever. Zoom. <laughs> yeah, it would just be that feeling for the rest of your days. Can you imagine? <laughs> That's was, good. Yeah. That's good. It'd be hor- it'd horrific. Um, but then you go back... And you've done this massive, like, little UK tour, which is yeah. exciting. So what was that like for you, having not performed for, I'm guessing, two years in front of a crowd of people and then being like, it was good. Boys, it was doing it, this. Yeah, it was, it was actually, so my first show back was last year in, tw- in 2021. Okay. And I put on this event um, in Hackney. Oh, at Oslo? Was um, that the one? No, no, that was also in Hackney, but that okay, was this nice. year. I can't take me out of there, mate. Um, but yeah, but uh, we, so we basically yeah. well, I put on this show, this event, and we had a load of different um, friends and artists come and play, and it was like a big, it was, you know, we did a whole day of it. It was kind of like a small like festival in a bar in Hackney, basically. Okay, nice. Um, That's cool. And that was the first, that was the first Thursday night after like the restrictions, restrictions, okay. every, yeah, everything yeah. had come off. So like. I feel like everyone, the energy was there already, and it was I like love, hot. Yeah. And it was just for me, for me to like come out and play the music, play this music that I've been releasing during this whole pandemic for the first time. That was such a great feeling. I yeah. was like, this is. There's moments like that which make everything like this is why I do it. You mm. know? It makes it all worth it. Um, so uh, yeah, but then, but then this last, um, this last few few shows, it's the first time I played in. Um, you know Manchester to my own crowd, and or uh, played in Bristol as well, and and London, and it was like, it was great. You know, it's wild to have people singing like the words back. Yeah. Know, it's, 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 yeah, yeah, it's it's a crazy feeling, but um, yeah, it's I think 
playing shows for me is just uh, I'd want to do it every night really really know? it really it makes it makes me feel like I'm actually you know really um, I'm just having fun with it really mm. you know because sometimes making music does get does get quite long sometimes you know <laughs> <laughs> as glamorous, it, glamorous as it seems it is long sometimes <laughs> but um, but yeah the playing shows I could never get bored of yeah I can imagine and um, you mentioned that Ali Pali is like a venue that you absolutely love like watching and experiencing music what is the venue that you would like dream one day like headlining that's where I want to be I mean Copacabana Beach. Okay. <laughs> Three yes. million. No, you know what? It doesn't. It's not really like. Is it something that you do think about? Not really. Okay. Like you know, obviously it would be wild to play somewhere like Wembley or Hollywood Bowl or something that's like you hear these amazing shows happening, mm. or you know festivals like you know actually going and playing Reading Festival is going to be amazing yeah. because I'm really I that was when I was starting music I was like right well you know that's. Wouldn't it be amazing to play Reading Festival? Because it was the only festival I really knew of mm. when I was like 10 or whatever. Um, but then, you know, Glastonbury would be incredible to play a, play a slot at Glastonbury. Um, it's not really it's not really something that I think about too much. Um, of like dream places to play. Right. But just moments, I think. Like having my friends and family down to like a really big show would be a moment for me. Yeah, that would be awesome. You know? But uh, yeah, I think playing shows when it's when it's friends and family is great. Do you love I, it? I, like, I, I, love, I love it because you can see that, you know, they're happy to see me doing what I love to mm. do, you know. So it's, 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 it is a bit, it's a different feeling though. When I know someone's in the crowd that I know, I'm like, right, fucking do a good show. Bring mate, it, yeah. Otherwise, you know, it's not like people go, well... I'm not going to see him again. It's like, God, you've got to hang out with him, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can't lie to his face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. Like, oh, my God. Um, yeah. You know what's really, and you hear this a lot, I, I playing smaller shows is way more nerve-wracking than playing a bigger show. Really? Yeah. Just because of the fact that you can literally see every single person? I think like, what, what is it about it that Well, I think so it's just... Um, yeah, I just, it's almost like there's, even though there's less people looking at you, there's more focus on what you're doing. Because mm. everyone's a bit closer to it, if you know what I mean. You know, if you've got, we, you know, we, we when I supported um, Tom Grennan on his tour at Ali Pali, there was like 10,000 people there. And like, obviously, there's loads of people looking and, it's, and it was great. But doing a show like a stripped back thing is way more nerve wracking. Mm just because it, it just it just makes me kind of feel like I haven't really you know I'm, I'm way more exposed yeah I can imagine but uh but yeah either way it's great would you like to do a tiny desk performance 100% they're so cool sign me up they're really cool yeah 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 I'd love to do that it's uh it's great how, like I love I love it when artists go on and they're like Tyler the Creators one is great because yeah. it's like you never get to see yeah. Tyler do that sort of thing it's you know? really cool um yeah it's great I'd definitely do that for sure who were like who as an artist, mu like musician, sorry, dead or alive, would you like to um, go for dinner with? Uh, Prince. Nice. I think that would just be. It would be sick. I mean, I, I wouldn't want to talk. I'd yeah. just listen. Who would you do that's alive? <sighs> Maybe Dolly Parton. That's fucking cool. Yeah. She'd be. I'm she'd down. be. She'd be a laugh. What's you just it? have she's... a great 
yeah. dinner, wouldn't you? You'd have a great time. She's really cool. There's a podcast I've been meaning to listen to for fucking ages, and it's apparently about like her influence on like the US politics, and it just yeah, she just sounds really interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's bit. She's yeah. I bet she's. And she's Miley Cyrus's godmother, so I mean, like obviously I'm in. Yeah, I'm yeah, in. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Tell us about Miley. <laughs> Like? But the real question here is, what's Miley like? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just want to know about my side. Well, who would you guys dinner with? Uh, okay, great question. Well, that was your question, so you're just complimenting yourself. Fantastic question. <laughs> wow, I, where did you get these questions from? Groundbreaking question. Like, I don't think anyone's ever asked that before. Um, I mean, there's a part of me that is just like... I just feel like me and Rihanna would have a great time together. Nice, I can see that. You know? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's just a good time gal, and I just feel like we would you know have off. some drinks and have a, a good time same with lizzo i feel like great times oh god great wow. great times you know yeah, yeah. and good stories but she but she plays the flute right she she does so good i she absolutely love that, that goddamn flute so hard as well yeah i've yeah. never seen someone her zane low interview was also really good oh yeah she's talking about her new album um but then maybe someone like well, I didn't, Cohen. I, this is a whole dinner party right now. Yeah. Leonard Cohen's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, back to new music. Mm. You've been writing a lot of new music recently. Yes. Which is incredibly exciting. Yes. I actually haven't... It's the longest time since I started Dandelion that I haven't been... Uh, that I haven't released any music, you know. Wow, okay. I'm, I think the last time I put out was like October last year wow okay so it has actually been a really so it's been time. yeah it's been a while but but you know i have been hiding away and creating a lot of new music so it's um it's soon to come and how has that experience been for you what can people expect from the new music it's been great it's it's you know i think it's this new music i've tried to really um bring it back to where i kind of had this like live element to it because now you know, we're, we're playing back. more we're playing more live shows. Yeah. I think um it's definitely got I don't wanna I don't wanna say too much because I'd rather people hear it mm. without having me say it. But uh yeah, it's definitely it's uh less electronic than maybe I have messed with in the past. Okay. Um and it's definitely more live. Um and it's a good feeling. It's a good That's feeling. That's cool. Can you talk a little bit about your influences? Yeah, I mean, it's the, I mean, it's always been much of the same. I think with this new record, I've really tried to, um, or this new this new music, this new music, I've really tried to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Snip. This new music, I've really tried to uh, just be more upbeat, more okay. like just dancey. You know, it's it's definitely got a feeling of um, uh, self expression and okay. just like unity and like. Good feeling, good feeling, basically. That's cool. Yeah. you. That's interesting. Do you think it's a bit kind of disco-y? Because you've spoken about your love of disco in the past mm. and, like, how much... For sure, yeah. for sure. I mean, I want to make people dance, you know? Yeah. I want to make people lose it for a bit, you know? I want I want for when people come to a show of mine, they feel like they can they can just let, let go of it. Completely bit, let go, yeah. You know? Um, I definitely have moments and songs where I tap into a slightly serious subject or, like, a... Like a you know, a bit more of like a love song or whatever. Okay. But a lot of the music which I'm making right now is just making me dance. So I hope it translates and makes people dance. So yeah, but 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 
disco has always been a big influence to me. So I think having that side of being able to um, give something like, you know, the beats driving and there's the bass and it's like, you know, um, keeping it, keeping it upbeat is definitely yeah. where I'm trying to, trying to head towards. The That's cool. And do you have any fun collaborations or are you not allowed to talk about that yet? There's, uh, I mean, I've definitely been working with a lot of different people. Okay. Um, that you've never worked with before? Bunch of different people I haven't worked with before. That's exciting. A few people that I have worked with before. Um, yeah. I mean, I, can't, I don't really want to say too much because yeah. I don't want to give it away. But there's there's a lot of uh, exciting stuff which I'm going to be releasing in the next um, near future. <laughs> <laughs> so I've got a song coming out called Knock Knock. Okay. And uh, it's the first song back since October. And it's a very upbeat song. You can listen to it. Um, and it's about... Let's sing a little bit now, acoustic. Can you imagine? <laughs> I've was, drunk half a bottle was of wine. A part, there was a, genuinely a part of me before today that was like, maybe Dan's going like, to bring, bring a guitar. his guitar. No. And maybe... I genuinely did think that. I was like, could do. Any like, opportunity. Yeah, could yeah, 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 yeah. Um, no, I won't, I won't <laughs> sing it. I won't sing it right now. But it's... Uh, it's yeah, it's a fun song. It's a really fun song. We've got this video that I'm doing and I'm dressing up as a beekeeper. Love it. Okay, I'm on board already. Dandelion is Dandelion the beekeeper. Yeah, that makes... And I knock on a on a beehive's door. Dangerous. I open the door and this bee welcomes me into their beehive and I, I like get it. transported into this beehive and then I start to become closer with this bee. Um, not an actual bee. We're not. We're not. We're not obviously using a bee. Protect the bees. Yeah, Everyone yeah. knows that. You exactly. Know, it's an environmental Let them be. Crisis. Yeah. Okay. Pardon the pun. Yeah. Um. So. Uh. Yeah. So then I become close with this bee. Okay. Human dressed up. Human dressed up as a bee. <laughs> Getting closer and closer. We're dancing. We're having like a bee sort of honey tea party. And then by the end of it, because you know when a bumblebee stings someone, they're they lose their sting and they, they die. Mm. So this by the end of the video, this bee stings me accidentally and then it dies in my arms and it's like a sad kind oh of Romeo God, and Juliet. It's like Romeo and Juliet. But yeah. Uh, yeah, it's going to be fun. Wow. So when you're, do you come up with the concepts of all of your own videos? Yeah, I feel, yeah, videos are so, so much fun because I feel like it's, it's an extension of the song. Yeah. You know? It might be saying something completely different to, act, to actually what I'm saying in the song yeah. but it's definitely a part of like the whole is it like kind of finding the metaphor and then just fucking going crazy with exactly it? yeah exactly it's Which great cool. it's, it, and it's so you know I think it definitely allows a song to be presented in in a way that maybe you know if there wasn't a video for it you'd be hearing it in a completely different way it kind of mm. just adds to the to the whole world of where the song sits so I really like to be involved in in the in the initial ideas of things and That's then cool. even you know some stuff I've directed myself but it's uh it's another opportunity for me to work with so many talented people on on creating something that's that looks great and that people can enjoy as well yeah no that's really cool so well, go listen to it kids I'll put it at the <laughs> I'll put it at the end of the app I nice. should do I was thinking that I should put a, a clip of your one of your songs at the end of the episode okay nice be kind of fun yeah, yeah. Um, or you could just put this it's not unusual to be loved by anyone ba -da -da -da. it's not a <laughs> <laughs> I ba -da 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 -da. Ba -da 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 -da. Um. 
Right. So yeah, you had it here if first. you are looking for a collaborator, I'm always here. Knock on your door. That's actually the only reason that I asked. <laughs> right, yeah. Was to like kind of half pitch myself. Get me a little bit like, pissed and then go, shall we write a song? Are we going to do, okay, cool. Put it in the diary. Yeah. Make yeah, feel yeah, guilty yeah. about it when I go, oh, I'm so busy, I'm so busy, I'm sorry, we're going to have to cancel yeah. this. And you go, no. You look me dead in the eye and you promised me yeah. this was going to happen. I so, bought yeah. you that goddamn wine, Dan. Let's not forget we're, the cop. We're fucking the writing a song. Provence. Cod de Provence. <laughs> Can't even say it anymore. Uh, I do just want to quickly go back to one thing, which is your motto, which I mentioned in the introduction. Doing a nice little loop back here, where you say, I've always tried to push myself into places where I might feel uncomfortable or the least experienced person or the least talented person there. And how are you quelling those feelings of like, you know, that like imposter syndrome kind of feeling, sure, where you're, yeah. you know, that feeling a bit of inadequacy because I do think that there is a lot of, you know, that feeling of being a bit self-conscious. I and... think, yeah, I think it's like, you know, I love to try and step up to the mark Yeah. and, and feel like, you know, there's a lot of, you know, I think... Where... Do you like putting pressure on, like work, like kind of almost working under I pressure? Feel like, I feel like pressure definitely makes me deliver. Okay. I think it's... Um, you know, I, I do like pushing the boat out and feeling a little bit uncomfortable. Okay. Um, I think it just helps me kind of think more intuitively instead of like overthinking things. It's like, mm. what's what's my instinct here, you know? Because if you, if you dwell or you kind of, you sort of dabble in uh, around on doing something or like when it comes to writing music, especially mm. if there's if there's other people in the room which, which I feel could do a better job than me, I just do it as quickly as I can so that I can, you know, we can move on or, or get them involved. Okay. I think also I just absolutely love learning new shit every day. I think by putting myself in a situation where I'm able to learn something from someone else, I'm going to get way more than that than mm. just being, oh, look, you know, what I can do. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I think I think that's probably the, where I'm coming from here with this. with this. It's like... Just being able to pick up new things and yeah, like a re-education every single time you're in the studio. yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like yeah. I'm being challenged, you know. I think it's, uh, I think that's 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 definitely what what excites me the most. Mm. It's a real <laughs> it's a real art form, knowing when to put the brush down. Yeah, because you know, I but, feel oh, like I just that the one little flourish here. Yeah, 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 that, yeah, yeah. And even when music comes out, I'm like, oh god only we could bring it back and I could just change that one bit but yeah. but it's like it's it's ever ending really I don't I don't see music as something which you can ever complete you know you just get to a point where you go this is ready and, and do you is that a th again is it like an intuitive thing to like okay I know this is ready now or yeah like how do you... I think so I think being able to live with something for a while and and going back to it and not being able to pick out you know because you could pick apart something until you know till till the world blows up but <laughs> so which it inevitably will um no uh <laughs> you had such a crazy look in your eyes <laughs> it was funny the mic could see it yeah sorry yeah. Man, i don't no, know where it was, I went. It was fine. um uh no don't worry don't panic the world's gonna be fine we're, fine. we're all we're great fine. we're gonna be yeah. right uh yeah what were we saying i think um what were we saying learning to put the brush down like learning to know yeah. when something is done or ready to share. that's it that's it i think it's i think it's I, I always used to struggle with the idea like you hear i heard artists saying 
you know, once you put a song out, it's not yours anymore. Yeah, I, yeah. And I was what like, do you what does that, that mean? I was like, I didn't really understand what it meant until I started putting my own music out and I completely understood it. it really? For me, it's like, as soon as you put a song out, it's like, you can't touch it anymore physically. Mm. So it's really, it's not yours. You, you're, you're not allowed to be selfish over that song anymore because, you know, before you put out a song, you don't have to play it to anyone. Mm. But as soon as it's out there, that is for that is now owned by everyone else. That's their that is their thing. It's like having a kid or whatever when they grow up to a certain point. It's like okay. you can't hold on to them forever. You know, yeah, they got to go and do. Do their you thing. find that hard? Uh, no, because usually by the time that a song's come out, I'm so sick of it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just yeah, like, take it. Yeah, I think it's I because I, I I'm learning more and more that I am a bit of a you know I'm I'm definitely a perfectionist mm. and I, and. and when it comes to when it comes to finishing a song it's sometimes i'm like okay this is it now you've just got to you've got to back off of it cuz you can't you can't be doing it forever um yeah there's 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 times where it would be like 25 different versions of one song really and, and that, that's when i'll lose my mind and go <laughs> right what are we doing right now <laughs> let's 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 crack down on what we want to finish here mm. um but it's such a great feeling when I go, ah, you did it, you've done it. Um, but yeah. Dan, I could speak to you forever. For hours. But I am aware that we do need to get out of this room at some point. Right. So as we... I also need a wee, so it's perfect. So this is probably perfect. Yeah. There are two more questions, if okay. you can hold, hold it in. Yeah, no, I'll hold it in, yeah. Uh, <laughs> before, before we wrap up the podcast, that I always ask my guests... Um, what is the first question is <laughs> what is the thing that you feel the most um, uncertain about right the second so you know what are trivial I feel them. like I feel like uh, I'm so close to really pulling the trigger on dyeing my hair a crazy color okay so that could be that could be something that might happen okay but it might also not so I'm uncertain. And I'm non-committal about it. So. Yeah, yeah, extremely non-committal. <laughs> okay, so you're uncertain about whether or not you're gonna do it. So if we're like, if we're labeling something as uncertain, it's the hair. Will he or it's will he hair. not bleach the hair? I'm hoping it's a yes. Really? Yeah, I just think you know it's fun. Definitely. Yeah, why not? It could just go horrifically wrong though, because because if it looks bad, you dye it back. That's the beauty. Wow, you got a point. Yeah. And what is the thing that you feel the most certain about right now? Well, I think you just convinced me to dye my hair. So, <laughs> so that, yeah. So, um, no, you know what? I'm just trying to live in the present right now. And I and I know that that's that's the whole that's what all I'm all I'm hoping for is just mm. to be as present as possible. Not regretting anything I've done in the past, not being anxious about what's going to go on in the future it's just what is going on right now um so that's a certainty okay i like that i like that a lot it's definitely something i should be living by a lot more i think so, we're yeah. all good yeah for sure you know. definitely um what a lovely way to wrap up the podcast Dan. amazing Karis. it's been a true pleasure thank it's you so much a, for sharing it's been my pleasure it's been amazing <laughs> 
Um, we finished the wine. As we well, finished the wine. I don't know if you can tell. Pretty much. Um, but no, thank you, thank you, thank you. No, thank, thank you. you so much for having it's me. It's been amazing. Um, and this is the podcast. <laughs> this is the podcast. This is the uncertainties, and we'll be back very soon. Um, and we'll do an outro of dance music right about now. I actually. <laughs> 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 the wine is the wine, Let's stay.